Wood, good evening. It's Mike Matthews along with De Dennis Everson. Long time acquaintances, not knowing each other in Two Rivers, Wisconsin. Now he lives in Springfield, Missouri. I live in Tulsa, Oklahoma. Dennis, let's open in a word of prayer before we get going in this first part of 2023. Dearly Father, we thank you for being God. Thank you that we can rely on you. Thank you that you pour out new blessings. Your mercies are new every day. We thank you for your faithfulness. Lord, bless those who are listening. Bless us as we speak your word. Lord, I love the fact that in Christianity, you have to honor your word as we preach your word, that you always follow it with your signs, your wonders, not ours. We thank you for that in Jesus' holy name. Amen. Amen. Well, Dennis, welcome to 2023. Yeah, thank you. Welcome to you too. Yeah, his his words so it's uh, his miracles yeah amen you know dennis as i've been pondering 2023 do i make resolutions not really because yeah. I, I take a look at scripture in the book of isaiah it says that um i'll read it specifically it says remember not the former things nor consider the things of old behold i am doing a new thing now it springs forth do you not hear it or perceive it is what scripture says. So as we take a look at that, God is so good to us that he takes a very broad brush stroke and said, forget the old and press into the new, he'll do new things. But then he goes in the book of Lamentations and for those who know the book of Lamentations, it's about weeping. And he says, don't weep because I'm gonna be faithful to you and go down to the level of giving you something new every morning. And it says this, the steadfast love of the Lord never ceases. His mercies never come to an end. They are new every morning. Great is your faithfulness. And so as I start 2023 or any new year, I'm like, uh, one resolution or 10 resolutions won't matter. What will matter mm -hmm. is every day, me trusting in his steadfast love for me and that it's new every day. I get a fresh start every day if I choose to abide in Christ. So that cliche or addictive mm -hmm. uh, nature uh, to say something like, today is the first day of the rest of your life is really true in Christ Jesus. But we've got to take him at faith value. Some would say face value, but at faith value, we're constantly walking in his love and his faithfulness. It's really um, a joy to be able to see his word made manifest. Um, and it's so powerful to just know how much he loves us and cares for us and directs us and how much the, to, to know the father as the father is really good. Dennis, you know, one of the things that's amazing to me is that last year was another record set in the number of people who overdosed on prescription drugs or illegal drugs. A total of 107,000 people ch chose a different way in life. This is not suicide, by the way. This is people who have been it's an accident. An accident, possibly some may be intentional. Nobody really knows. But how do we, how do we even grasp one hundred and seven thousand people? Just no. But I mean, it wasn't it wasn't that they were trying to die. They were trying to do something, but the result was death. Yep, the result was death. Yeah, and, and that's and that's the way it is with sin, isn't it? 
um, whatever it is, whatever we do that's a way to answer something that the only answer is God, truth, absolute truth, the word. Um, and we try to answer it with something else and it's going to end in death. Yeah. So I think, you know, there's an old song, Dennis, um, 1968, it was made and it's called, um, Hey, Hey, what's that sound? Everybody look what's going down. And it was made by a, a band called, uh, uh, Buffalo Springfield only song they ever made. Now, what it was is they had an ear to hear what was happening in Los Angeles during the riots of the hippie movement. And so that mm -hmm. song sprung up by somebody saying, hey, do you hear what's happening? And so as I'm keen to not just like music, but there's it's time now for a fresh song to come out. Mm -hmm. And God wants to hear. Dennis, do you hear what's happening around the world right now? Mike, do you hear what's happening around the world? Mm -hmm. Do you, just like the verse I read out of Isaiah, do you not perceive it? And then in right. the book of Revelation, it says, they that have an ear, let them hear what the spirit is speaking to the church. Seven times it's repeated. And, you know, it's time that we have an ear to hear what's happening. Are people bothered by the number of suicides, mental illness, depression, these overdoses of 107,000 alone? What is happening? And I love preaching. I love teaching. But at the same time, God's convicted me to say, Mike, it's time to hear what's missing. Mm -hmm. And I right. think at the root of it all, at the center of it all, the bread of life, the river of life mm -hmm. wants to be revealed. And yeah. Christianity is the only religion in the world where the creator of it has to respond and does over time <laughs> to the preaching of his word. And that's why he sent out disciples mm -hmm. to preach the word and signs and wonders followed. So, so often yeah. we're not preaching the word, we're encouraging one another, yeah. admonishing one another, but the preaching of the word yeah. is intentional by God. And I believe my ear is hearing that there's not much preaching happening. A lot of talking, a lot of sharing, a lot of liking yeah, people, the, loving people. The word, yeah. the word is the key on that. Uh, there's a lot of people preaching a lot of things, uh, more so outside the church than it. <laughs> yep. They're preaching all the time and they got a lot of converts. But um, the thing is the word, the word of God. See, the word is what made everything. Um, the word is what holds everything together. Amen. And so as, as you get, focused on the word and and i'm so glad that you're able to be part of this uh trans uh universal uh message because um you know when you get into the multiverse and all the different possible ones out there it's about time that all of them heard the word um because the word is the creator and it's so neat that i was thinking about you know the sound and hearing the sound and i was thinking about years ago uh, we were speaking about the sound of rushing waters and, and uh, that got you looking into him coming in the clouds and the water and the blood. And you're like, there's something with this whole water and blood thing. And, and then we didn't talk for, I don't know, probably five years or whatever. And then next time we talked, it was like, oh, and here's that water and blood thing, by the way. And here's, and what's good is that now as we are aligning with him, we're able to align with each other more 
yep. uh, we're able to communicate better. We're able to locate. Once you locate something, then you're good. <laughs> yep. You know, and that's fu funny you say locate. You know, many people take a vacation, uh, go to their grandparents or grandchildren's on Christmas or a holiday, and they'll see a sign for their favorite restaurant, and they won't give up till they find that restaurant. Now, what if we could see and hear the signs of our day and not give up so easy and pursue it? And so, mm -hmm. sure enough, I am giving the same message in Phoenix, Arizona, about three months ago about a new song coming out. And I'll be somebody from the Philippines sends me an email saying, I heard your message. And we mm -hmm. have been praying the same thing, that there's a fresh song coming out of the earth. And I said, wow, God is so good that his word, which says his word doesn't return void, it applies to us when we speak on his behalf. When we speak right. as the oracles of God, which we're privileged to do, according to scripture, things begin to happen. Right. And again, I don't yep. anybody get me wrong. I, I love some of the worship songs. I love worship. But at the yep. same time, in a certain moment in the history of the world, a sermon comes out, a song comes out that rattles our cages, that hits the core of the problem that we're facing. And I've, I've shared recently, Dennis, with a few people. They said, well, you know, the end of time can't be yet because there's going to be more of this, more of this, more suffering, more tribulation. I said, no, time out. Oh. Yeah. I said, do you? You mean to tell me that you haven't seen enough suffering yet? You want more suffering. You're you're egging, you're egging God on, but I, we need more in order for me to believe that we could be in the last of time. Now I stand on good soil, reading scripture, but also listening to Billy Graham before he passed on. Billy Graham said, from all his studies in scripture, he knows of nothing left remaining to be fulfilled for Christ to come back. Now, he didn't necessarily know maybe a few more people need to hear the gospel, maybe a million need to know, I don't know. No. But the fact is that I can hear the sound. I can hear him pounding. And it's time that we get ready. In mm -hmm. fact, it was just a Wall Street uh, Journal article surfaced about Ronald Reagan sending his father-in-law a letter before his father-in-law was ready to die in the hospital. And Ronald Reagan, 1982 time frame, wrote a letter to say Jesus is the only way. And it was a hidden letter for many years. Somebody discovered it back in, I believe it was uh, 2014. But it, it just reminded me, when we start hearing that sound again, we become compassionate. We become yeah. interested in making sure others hear. And I, I worried right. about the 107,000 people who died of just overdose last year. Did, did, right. did somebody care or hear before they took that bottle or they took the prescription drugs. I, Lord, forgive me if I was in their way and I didn't share the message. Lord, let us hear what's right. really happening. Yeah, because I think there's a lot of people that care, but not in that action of care. They care, but they don't know what to do or they feel there is a barrier that they're unable to cross. There's a system there's a wall there's something there and it's not real um there's something there but it's not anything that should stop us from helping someone else correct yep uh the word i mean i just convicted the the preaching of the word and so when you called me up just a few days ago or text me and said hey let's get let's do something on monday nights and uh share the word so that's what we're doing um Let's share the word. Life and death are in the power of the tongue. 
and they that use it. And so what will happen is, is as you're tuning into what God's saying, what God's doing, you're listening to the Holy Spirit. As you communicate with others that are also listening to him, you will hear the word in what they're saying. It goes beyond the words they're speaking. The spirit himself is resonating through what they're saying. And so the Holy Spirit can take these words right now that are coming out of me, and it can transform people in all kinds of different ways, because it's ultimately his word, his spirit, his voice. It's small, it's still, you're going to have a hard time locking in on it, on your equalizer and trying to figure out the exact frequency and getting it and everything. But you don't have to. If you have the spirit of God within you and you're hungering and thirsting for more of him, then you're going to find him. Amen. And it's so cool. So we hear the word uh, through each of us as we're sharing. Love that. You know, Dennis, and we hear it through dreams. I'm just amazed at how many people are receiving Christ through a dream. Yeah. Um, and just so everybody knows, he's the dream guy because old men dream dreams. I'm the vision guy because yeah. I still have vision. So I'm young. He's old. Just want to get on the record uh, for that. So, yes, we definitely actually we were all mocking him, calling him the dream guy because he was so old. And so then he just decided to embrace it, wrote some books. I don't you know how he is. So, you know, privileged to write a book on <laughs> dreams, documenting all the, the dreams that are written in scripture. And very significant um, that to note that every major shift in what we would call religion before the New Testament and then Christianity happened because of a dream. Peter had a vision and it was revealed that non-Jewish people could be accepted in the kingdom. So you and I would not have the opportunity if it wasn't for that vision of Peter. Uh, and Mary and Joseph could not get out of where they're at if they didn't have that visitation or vision of the angel. And we go on and on, Solomon and Abraham. All these people have had dreams and visions. And just recently, my granddaughter, who's nine she years old. He has to add the visions for me because I'm young. So. Yep, yep. And, Otherwise, he only would have called them dreams. You saw that, right? Yeah, to, I, I caught that. He tried to pass off. I think he tried to pass off a vision as a dream there for yeah. a second. All right, all right, yeah, go ahead. So my my nine-year-old granddaughter sends me a little video clip of a gentleman sharing a story how a mother was having trouble during her pregnancy. She starts praising God during the labor. The baby comes out, and the baby's holding her hands, worshiping God. And the reason that was <laughs> the reason that was so hilarious is because my granddaughter, the day she was born, I took a photo of her laying her hands on her head, praying over a leg issue she had. She didn't know that. So when I shared that with her years later, she's nine now. She said, Papa, are you sure? Yeah. I said, yep, I took the photo. And so when yeah. she saw it in somebody the else's evidence. life. Yeah, the evidence. Oh, and so I recentered that photo and stirred up what? I'm doing what Paul told Timothy, stir up the flame, stir mm -hmm. up that faith. And I believe that's what preaching does. It stirs up, testimonies stir up in us the reality that we're, the Christianity is not weird. Christianity is not strange. It's that we're peculiar people. The Bible says it. I admit I'm a peculiar person and I'm proud of it. Why? Because yeah, Mike is, uh, yeah, yeah. yeah. Christianity is not strange, but Mike yeah. is. 
Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I always have a problem with Mike, but I have to be careful when I talk about Michael, because sometimes Michael, the archangel thinks I'm talking about him because you know how he is. He's so bright and all that, you know, and, and he's a little jealous because I used to tease him, call him the archangel. Like he had to bend over, you know, and we just always had this thing going on. Uh, but anyway, yeah, the, the Christians aren't, aren't, aren't peculiar here. Just Mike. We are peculiar people, according to the scripture. So all, all that to say, we want to encourage you as we come on every week, uh, sharing a specific word. Um, tonight's just a warm-up night, and yet somebody will be blessed by what we're talking. In fact, I believe uh, the Apostle Paul admonished people to say, hey, the love chapter, 1 Corinthians chapter 13, is all about love. But then he moves into chapter 14 and says, I show you a more excellent way, prophecy. And the, the need to prophesy is so important. So I will share my personal testimony. Just a piece of it is um, when I'm going to college in Minneapolis, St. Paul, I'm not saved. I'm an alcoholic. I've got or have uh, two DWIs under my belt. I'm going to college. You know, everything's going good other than I'm an alcoholic. And so I get pulled over for a drunken driving. And, and that's really not an issue in the culture that you were in. Yeah, that, that, that was just normal. You, you would have been a good guy. Yeah, oh, well, you know, bummer got a few, you know. But yeah. So when I got let out of jail the next morning, I went to the apartment, dumped out all my alcohol. And I, I said, I'm going to church tomorrow. My mom had taken us to an Assembly of God church when I was a young man. And, and that's what you and I have that connection to that one pastor. All these years later, we found out. But nonetheless, I go to the church saying, I, I need God. So I go into the church and I sat in back and the whole church service went on, never felt anything. Nobody talked to me. And I left thinking that I had crossed some line with God and there was no hope for me. Mm -hmm. So I continued to be an alcohol for another 10 to 12 years. It mm -hmm. wasn't until I was saved and then baptized in the Holy Spirit, I recognized the power of prophecy. And God says, Mike, do you realize that day you would have walked into church if the person who had the gift of prophecy would have said, I know you, you're an alcoholic and you need Jesus. Mm -hmm. That would have shook my world. Or if somebody would have spoken yes. tongues, because remember, tongues is a sign for the unbeliever. I was an unbeliever. But when I go into a church and it's dead, there's no preaching, there's no prophecy. I may do exactly what I did. And so when, I, when God revealed that. So the church ago, that I went to up there um with pastor miles yeah no, this was a different uh, my church. parents yeah yeah my my parents started going there but there I, I just wanted to say there was tongues and interpretation tongues. there was prophecy that's why i surrendered to god if that wasn't there i wouldn't have because i was okay with my life yeah i wasn't looking for him oh yeah so, I mean, in fact, Pastor Miles, the gentleman we know, both know mutually, had told me the story when he's a teenager growing up in Wisconsin, Mondovi specifically. He, um, he had went to a David Wilkerson crusade and didn't, didn't really touch him, affect him in any way. About a month goes by or a certain period of time goes by and his, I think it was his aunt or grandmother forced him to go to a Pentecostal church meeting where they spoke in tongues. And he said that so rocked his world that he got <laughs> saved, committed his life to Christ, and decided to go to Bible college because of that. And so, again, I can't emphasize enough the gifts of the Spirit and how they're used. I love the fact that we are to love everyone. And 
the love chapter, but a greater gift is to prophesy according to scripture. And so to go and not necessarily tell people all the time, I'm going to prophesy over you, but to speak a word over them just by being kind and compassionate is prophecy. You're telling them something they didn't know. So sometimes people think prophecy has to be something about the future or you got to yep. be able to say this Lord or something like that. Ultimately, prophecy is speaking God's word for that moment. Um, just in simple terms, it's it's saying what God would say, his word for that moment. Um, so it may be paraphrased. It may be um, said in a way the the you know the hick ozarkian can understand um i don't know but um uh it, it's so cool that uh, god can um do that and share his word in so many different ways it could be a song it could be a billboard it could be uh you know uh some dropped piece of paper on the ground i mean there's so many ways that god can speak and I know, you know, some people, oh, well, what are you talking about? What do you say? I'll tell you, I'll show you something that God did to show me just the other day. I went to work and it was early in the morning. I worked in, by some apartments by a college in, in town and there was a purse laying on the ground. Uh, there's kind of a parking lot dumpster there. A lot of the kids are gone, school's out. So there's a purse laying there. So I went over, started to see what it was there what was going on and i saw an id and it was an id for the company that i work with so when i saw that i knew i could find the person and i could get them the purse then i noticed that there was a passport in there Hmm. and i thought well this is really important information but it's not my information so i didn't look at the passport or anything else i just put it together picked it up but i took the id that i had with the company that i work for contacted hr brought the purse to the hr they were able to track down the individual and get them the purse and the reason i share that is because it was my father showing me that because my thoughts my inclinations where i was at what god was doing was not on evil but on good how can i help somebody here's their person their personal information why don't you get that to them Oh, and then of course he cheated or he helped me, whatever. He kind of tipped the scale a little bit. Is that what it is? No, God has even scales. How did he do that? Oh, I'm his favorite. Sorry, guys. Um, (laughs) And so he had the ID there. So it was really easy to know exactly what to do and to to have it work out. Now, if I was thinking evil, not that even doing evil, but just thinking bad things. Oh, someone got abducted. Someone there was, oh, I wonder if someone's, you know, what happened? They got, you know, robbed. They got... And I could have thought all kinds of things and I would have made different decisions because I wasn't looking at the story that God was writing. I would have been looking at somebody else's story. And as we get that word, that relationship with the father, we start living his story and not somebody else's. And there's nothing better. The joy is unspeakable and it's actually full of glory Amen. Uh, and the peace. It passes all understanding. Amen. So, um, you know, that there's an old saying that says, when his story becomes my story, the rest is history. Um, yeah. And we, we all want Christ to be glorified in and through us. And there's no better way than knowing God's word, walking it out, uh, memorizing it, um, speaking it, because there's power in that word. So, Dennis, we're going to do a wrap, uh, just sort of do a closing prayer here. 
and Ooh, continue next Monday. This is and, Dennis. Yeah. Send my K. What do you know? What do you say? Oh, oh not yeah. that kind of rap. I'm sorry. No, not Dennis. Not, kind of, not Dennis kind of rap. Yeah. Well, the, the cool thing is, is uh, we're at least uh, competent enough to be able to edit things out if we want to. Yeah, we can. So let's close but, in a word of prayer. Now here's, yeah, Father, I thank you for what you're doing. I thank you for the story that you're writing. I thank you, Lord, that you wrote us into the story together. I uh, thank you that we can be brothers and it's just have a great time because, you know, there'll be those ones that want to attack, those ones that want to destroy, those ones that want to uh, say things and do things that are destructive. But it's nice to have a brother to walk alongside that knows um we, we got it <laughs> you know there till the end uh and i just appreciate that and i appreciate uh, what you're doing i appreciate that you're throwing showing mike uh more dimensions because uh, that's the message you gave for me to give to him <laughs> you know sometimes it's so easy for us to think two three four five dimensional <laughs> it's kind of very limited in what the way we look at things but uh pastor miles uh preached a sermon about having the keys having the right keys at, and uh I, was, I remember when i was in wisconsin being shown by the holy spirit the importance of having the right key at the right time and so a few years ago when i was listening to that tape that was recorded in 1984 in manitowoc wisconsin by pastor miles and i heard the keys the holy spirit was telling me telling me that is the message that Pastor Miles needs to hear right now. And so I called him and I said, the keys, you know, and I shared the, the points from the message. And he goes, man, that's, you know, he knew it was from God and it was new. He knew what it was he wanted to hear. And I said, by the way, you're the one that shared the message. Hmm. Wow. So to open up those dimensions for you to know, you know, that's, that's God. He had him share the message. It was recorded on a magnetic tape. I was in the garage and I know exactly where I was and the Holy Spirit just hit me so hard and I had to call him. Of course, then he started, you know, recognizing me as a prophet or stuff after that. I was like, uh, cats yeah. out of the bag on that one. <laughs> but it was so cool because it was the exact words he needed to hear and he spoke them. Yep, there you go. Yep, God, God moves like that. So everyone out there, hey, thanks for tuning in. Uh, watching the recording of this. God loves you. God dances over to you, according to Zephaniah 317. So dig into his word. He's waiting for you. He's pounding at your heart's door, potentially. Have an ear to hear what's happening around the world. God bless you, Dennis. Yeah. Yeah. And if you're listening to the audio of this, my condolences and uh, enjoy the ride. <laughs> it's a blast.